Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 55 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, today is the first episode of a little series that I'm doing all about birth control. As you know, I recently got off of hormonal birth control, so I've brought on a ton of specialists onto the podcast, and I'm going to be releasing around four episodes all about it with different specialists that are certified in this health field. Um, I honestly just want to bring you info from as many different people as I can on this, because actually some people have different views. So... I apologize also for the sound quality on this recording. For some reason, my mic wasn't plugged in properly, so on my end, the sound quality is quite shit. But it's a really informative episode. I was debating not even releasing it because of the sound. Um, It's not that bad, but it's just annoying, and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. At the end of the day, that's kind of silly because there's so much good info in this, and we could all adapt to a little bit of bad sound quality just for one episode, right? Um, Anyway, as you know, Stella is one of my best friends, and she is a holistic nutritionist, very informed in all of this. She's gone through birth control, healing herself, um, and detoxing after getting off of hormones. to her experience and listen to this very informative chat let me know what you think thank you so much for listening hey guys stella's here again we haven't had her in a while Stella, you haven't been on the podcast in some time i know it's been too long we were just catching up and thought we'd do a little episode just a little update episode and yeah we don't even know what we're really going to talk about but i think we want to talk about birth control because i have some updates with that and then just like all around health, mindset, that kind of thing. So welcome, Stell. How's your day going? It's good and very fitting for this podcast right now. I'm a sipping on some bone broth. I'm eating some keto chocolate. <laughs> I love it. I added turmeric and black pepper to this and it's so good. Okay, so what kind of bone broth do you drink? Because I just had some chicken bone broth before. I also bought like the really good quality grass-fed beef bone broth, broth, broth. <laughs> but um, I can't even speak right now. I'm like in the middle of eating. I need to stop eating. Okay, I'm putting it away. Um, but yeah, so I bought the beef, the beef one as well, but I don't really eat beef. So I'm kind of like irked out about it, but I still have it in my fridge. I need to eat it tomorrow. So what do you think about it? What Which one do you have? I personally, I only ever really drink chicken bone broth. That's just because that's what I usually, I make my own, but The thing is about like, I also, I don't really eat beef often, but I find that every three months, my body is just like, I need red meat. So I'll eat it like once every three months, but the beef bone broth is amazing for you. I just, it's a personal preference. I just like the way chicken bone broth tastes better. Yeah. See, I I don't know. The beef one is like a bit darker and I'm a little bit like, (laughs) but like the collagen, I know it's all good. Um, I might just do a little uh, like half day cleanse tomorrow because I feel like I'm going to be on a plane all day on Saturday and I just kind of feel kind of like heavy this week because, well, let's just get right into it. I got my arm implant taken out, my birth control um, taken out two days ago. Yeah. So 
Bless up. Stella's so happy I got that taken out. I'm so happy. <laughs> Literally for the past like six months, you've been like, get it out. Um, because I but, could tell that it was causing problems in your body. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't agreeing with you. Yeah, literally not at all. So got it taken out. And like, I don't know, I feel like so I was also on my period for like six freaking weeks, um, leading up to me getting it taken out. And that's pre- pretty much like the biggest reason that was the thing that like forced me to do it right away. I was like, why am I bleeding so much? This is ridiculous. Like, I'm tired of this and it's like affecting everything, you know, imagine having your period nonstop. It's like hell. That's actual hell. So I was just like, no, I know it's, it was hell. And like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so over synthetic hormones. Like I'm going to do a whole podcast. I'm actually getting this like birth control specialist girl on in a few weeks. So hopefully, um, you guys will listen to that at soon, but, um, yeah, it's just like synthetic hormones. Not for me. I think, you know, like I've been on it for seven freaking years. And Stella, how long were you on the pill for before you got off? Um, yeah, like about five years. And the thing that happened with me, well, let me just just generally like the fact that yeah, if you have your period for so long, that's just showing there's such a hormonal imbalance going on. And even though um the hormones that are in the birth control pill and the IUD and all those type of other like hormonal hormonal birth controls are like quote unquote, like bioidentical hormones to me, I'm just like, okay, but it's not identical. Like it's not the same type of estrogen that like a woman produces in her body. So I was on the birth control pill from when I was 15 to when I was 18. And then when I was 18, I was in a relationship and like, obviously I don't know. It was like, just like a thing that every girl my age was on and something inside me was like, Nope, I don't want to be on this. So I just went off it. And then around when I was 22, I basically found this like really harsh pain starting in what I knew at that time. I was like, that pain is in my uterus. And it persisted and persisted to the point that I was sent to all these specialists. I had probably upwards of 20 ultrasounds, a CT scan, so many blood tests and all this shit. And no one could figure out what was wrong. And they kept being like, oh, maybe it's a hernia. And I was like, I know that this is in my freaking uterus. And so they sent me to an um, a specialist at a hospital who specializes in laparoscopic surgery. So they go in and like see what's going on. And he put me on this birth control pill and told me to take it continuously, like take it forever. Just skip your period. Not a big deal. And at the time I was so desperate because I was in so much pain that I just started taking it. And I'd always kind of had a sensitive stomach, but around the time, maybe three months into me being on this pill, my digestive issues just skyrocketed. Like I was having terrible stomach aches all the time. My, I was like so hormonal and moody, but like wouldn't get my period. Um, what else was happening? I started to break out in rashy hives almost every day. And so this continued for probably eight months and maybe longer. And I was just on this pill. And then when I was in school for holistic nutrition, I started to learn about how important your microbiome is and how like your gut flora is where you like assimilate nutrients and break down your food and 
fight off allergies in your immune system. Like everything stems in your gut. And when you have a balance of good and bad bacteria, that's what you want. But when the bad bacteria crowds out the good, so you have too much bad bacteria, what that term is called is dysbiosis. And I found out in one of my first classes that if you've been on the birth control pill for three months across the board, you have dysbiosis. Like the birth control pill fucks with your gut flora so much, makes the bad bacteria skyrocket, good bacteria can't fight it off. It also robs your body of B vitamins, which you need for hormonal function and energy and zinc, which you also need for hormonal function and skin health, which is so ironic because so many people go on the birth control pill for their skin. So I just started to see how bad these synthetic hormones were. I just basically went off the pill cold turkey and was like, I will find a way to solve this. Um, So I did like so many kind of like detoxes, estrogen detoxes, liver detoxes, went on the candida diet for three months and 100% cured my allergies. And now it's been two years of working on this, but the pain is 100% gone. And I actually, Mimi, just had my first cycle period where I didn't have to take any Advil or anything because of all the work I've done. Oh my God. That is amazing, Stella. From being, and like guys, for reference, I was getting prescribed Percocet at one point for my pain because I couldn't stand up. And now I'm literally on nothing and like feel amazing. I'm so happy about that. Honestly, Stella, that's fucking amazing. Um, I don't even know where to start. I need to do a liver cleanse. I need to do the the, um, estrogen cleanse because I've just literally gone off the hormones. Um, But wait, really quickly, do you, all that stuff about like the gut microbiome being affected by the birth control pill and all of that, is it the same for like the IUD or the implant? Yeah. So it's really like what synthetic hormones will do to your body. It, it, um, it makes your bowel more acidic, which increases the risk of fungal infections and just like infections in general. Oh my God, guys, do you hear that? You know how I've been having those issues the past like six, seven months. Um, I've had an overgrowth of candida in my body, even though I'm like keto and don't eat, I don't eat like any carbs or sugar really, except for like vegetables as a carb. Um, and I was getting like chronic yeast infections, which is like so wild. And it's when I first kind of started going on the arm implant and um, a year into my IUD, I started getting this and it just makes so much sense. Um, it's just insane. It's true. It's like, that's exactly what happened to you. And what's even more really messed up to me about this is that, okay, so obviously like we know how important it is to have that good bacteria in your gut, more good bacteria than bad bacteria. In an ideal world, you have something like 85% good bacteria and 15% bad bacteria. And what happens is when the bad bacteria crowd out the good bacteria and you end up with that term dysbiosis, your gut becomes inflamed because it's just like there's inflammation, there's bad bacteria. And what happens is over time, this can cause, yeah, yeast infections, candida overgrowth, holes in like really severe cases, holes in your intestinal lining known as leaky gut, which then then can cause allergies, infections, and parasites. And so you're just like building and building on this issue. You're getting like, I mean, even when I was on the birth control pill, I can tell you I got like UTIs and yeast infections all the time. I have not had one since going off of it. Wait, how did you feel? Okay, I want to talk about this. When you first got off birth control for good and you were like, 
doing your liver cleanse and you got really, really healthy and your hormones are all balanced. How did it feel? Like, how did you feel differently to how you were initially living for years on birth control? Right. Okay. So I think number one, I actually, I just want to throw this in here. I, I think it's, I think every woman has the right to choose what birth control she uses. So some of like, obviously some of these things that I'm saying about like the birth control pill and hormones can like synthetic hormones can rob your body of nutrients. That's founded in science. Some of this is just, yeah, my personal experience. And I think unfortunately the experience that I, you, and a lot of women have. So I think what really happened was when I first like to me, it was just, and I think what happened again was it was like this internal screaming, which I've heard a lot of women have this same phenomenon where they're like, my body just knew like I need to be off this thing. And so number one, I had no sex drive, like negative, negative, negative when I was on the pill and I was, um, I had started dating. This is also, Oh, we have to talk about what happens with your partner when you're on the birth. (gasps) Tell the listeners this. I died when you told me this on the phone the other day, I told the woman that was doing my laser today when I was getting my laser (laughs) and she was like, no way. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'll circle back to how I felt, but this is part of it. So when you're on the birth control pill or any type of hormonal birth control, what it does is it basically convinces your body that you're already pregnant. So your bo- like, so you don't get, because when you're pregnant, obviously you can't preg- get pregnant a second time when there's already a fetus inside of you. So that's what it tricks your body into thinking. So it, it masks your hormones. It kind of puts them on autopilot and it's like, nope, you're pregnant. So you don't get pregnant again. The period that you're getting on both the the birth control pill and the IUD is not actually your period or your cycle. It's like a false period. In fact, in the IUD, it's actually like basically your body aborting every month, which is kind of scary to me a little bit. Um, Which is insane. Yeah. So basically what happens is when you're pregnant, our hormone shift as women, like are and your hormones control a like basically they control every bodily process including a lot of your emotions which i'm sure most women are like duh yeah i know hormones control emotions i'm psycho before my period so basically when you're on the birth control pill you think you're pregnant and your body starts to crave that stability and safety that you need when if you were to actually become pregnant there's a reason that like we mate and you have that partner supporting you and like you become really close with that person and it feels like you're becoming a family. So a lot of times what will happen is that women will choose a mate based on these hormonal, this hor- whatever hormonal balance they're in at the time, whatever hormone their hormonal picture looks like, they'll choose a mate that feels safe, that feels stable and all this good stuff. They often, and then I've actually heard this from a doctor that said that often what happens is that women will be on the birth control pill for like 10 years. They'll get married. They'll go off of it to have children. And they'll be like, who the fuck did I marry? Like, what did I do? Because so scary. Because their hormones had convinced them that they wanted this like really stable mate. And often they'll go off it and realize that they're not actually like madly in love with this person. It's, it's absolutely insane. And do you think that's what happened to you in your past relationship? Well, doctors will say this is the, this is what the doctor said. Um, he said that he actually tells women before they marry someone, he's like, I suggest that they go off the birth control pill for six months before they marry someone just to like, Cause it's not, which just shows 
how much the birth control pill is actually affecting your life, your mood, your personality, like everything in your life is being affected by this thing. So I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but I feel like I have this feeling that it was because I was with him. Also, my hormones were very out of whack for many reasons that I actually got them tested afterwards. So it wasn't just the birth control pill. Like it was years of hormonal imbalance and like problems leading up to this, but I had no testosterone. So my sex drive was like negative, negative. I had way too much bad estrogen in my body. So I was like crazy moody and and like just insane. And I went off the pill and then like my sex drive went up a bit. And I was like, it was really around the same time that I realized that I needed to break up with that boyfriend that I was with Mm -hmm. at the time. So I was talking to Mimi and I was like, wait, maybe that happened to me. Honestly, he was, he was kind of fits that, that stereotype of like safety. You know what I mean? So it really could have been. Yeah, totally. And then, yeah, I went off it. I did like, and so when I first went off the pill, that was probably one of the bigger changes, but I don't know if I would have seen that at the time. I think that's more like looking back, I can see that those aligned. Mm. The biggest change I think was that, um, um, okay. And then the bad side was that my boobs shrunk a full size that sucked, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> my cramps got a lot better. And I think what's weird is that my hormones at the time were still very out of whack, but it felt more like me, if that makes sense. It was like when I had a dip in mood, I could kind of track my cycle and be like, oh, this makes sense. This is a week before my period. Or I would feel like my superwoman self, as you say, Mimi, and I would look and I'd be like, oh, I'm ovulating right now. So I just, I got, I think what was amazing about it was that I got to know my body. And I think that I really, that's the main thing that I encourage women to do is like, everyone's cycle is different. We've been taught that everyone's cycle is this perfect 28 day, like clockwork. Everyone ovulates on day 14 and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And like, that's really not how it works. Cycles can range from 20, like normal quote unquote cycles can be from 24 days to 35 days. Some people ovulate on day 17, some people on day 11. So it's really just an amazing experience as a woman who's been taught for so long that our bodies are these uncontrollable, unruly, crazy things that we need to rein in, that actually your body has a rhythm of its own and tuning into that is a very powerful thing as a woman. I completely, completely agree. I'm so excited to be in tune with my body. I'm so excited to to start tracking, I guess. Like I... Okay, a lot of you guys have asked me on my Instagram because I've been open with the fact that I'm getting off of hormonal birth control. A lot of girls have asked, okay, what are you going to do instead? So I'm going to do a few things. I'm going to get one of those um, temperature uh, and app kind of combos. I don't know if you've heard of those. You should say that there's one that's FDA approved called Natural Cycles. And then there's also um, Daisy. I don't know if you've heard of Daisy. It's more yeah, in the yeah. US. Yeah. So... Um, Sahara Rose, that that Ayurvedic chick that came onto my podcast, says that she uses that and it's really good. So basically, I am going to get that and I'm just going to, that's less like just to kind of be mindful about where I'm at in the month. It's not, I'm not going to use that as like my sole, um, you know, birth control method, but I, I just kind of want to get more in tune with my body. And there are certain things that like, you know, as women, we're not supposed to, if, if you work out a lot, we're not supposed to have like intense hit sessions every single day of the month. Um, you know, I, I think tracking your period is important because there are certain 
like types of exercise that you're supposed to do at certain points as well, which I was kind of looking into, which is interesting. I'll get more specific on this when I read more. But apparently, like when you're ovulating, that's when you're supposed to be doing like the hit sessions. And then when you're on your period, obviously, like the more like restorative yoga and this and that. And like, there's it's actually really detrimental um, for you if you if you do the opposite or, or not the opposite, because obviously restorative yoga is good anytime. But like, if you're doing a really intense hit workout, um, at a certain time of the month, it could, it could actually be bad for you. Um, so I was looking into that, which is, yeah. Have you read Woman Code? Is that where you read that? No, I haven't read, I haven't read that. Oh, wow. Okay. Finish your story. And then I will talk about that. Wait, I need to buy that book. I, I love a good book. It's amazing. She's a, so she was a, it's by Elisa Viti. She's a freaking guru, goddess, superwoman. I'm obsessed with her. She wrote this book because she is a holistic nutritionist basically and um ended up having most of the women come to her with PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome and then from there she had women coming to her with endometriosis and those two things are probably the most common female hormonal issues and in terms of the western medicine practices the the cure for them is you're infertile go on the pill like that's really across the board what every woman is told to do including myself. Mm. So like she basically came up with this protocol that has to do with working out according to your cycle, getting to know your cycle, eating for your cycle, like all these things. And she says that exact, that exact thing of when you're on your period, more restorative stuff is better versus when you're ovulating. It's like, yeah, get to like, do that, like high intensity, pump it out kind of stuff. Um, and she started this clinic in New York called the Flow Living Clinic, which now she's just basically only helps women that have been told they're infertile have babies. And she has like an insane success rate because these things are fixable through holistic healing and food and diet and supplements, which is crazy that like that Western medicine just like hasn't caught up with that yet. And like, even I'm a, I'm a testament to that. Like I was told that I was going to have to be on the birth control pill forever. And like life was going to suck. And so she, um, and then she wrote this book called Woman Code, and it's basically her protocol in a book. All right. So I'm going to buy that on Amazon right now. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to buy it after the, after our recording, yeah. but you know what? I just came to realize, I think I read, uh, or listened to that info about the working out and the period cycle, um, on my own fucking podcast. <laughs> on the Sahara Rose, on the Sahara Rose episode. Um, I think it's named like Ayurvedic medicine, something, something. Um, you guys should go check it out. She's so cool. So yeah, that's so interesting. And it makes so much sense. Um, what was I saying though? Oh yeah, Bert, what I'm going to be doing for contraceptive. So basically, guys, I'm just going to be totally honest with you because I like to be totally honest, but I don't want you to think that like, just because I'm doing this, you should too. Do your research. This is what I'm t- telling you. Do your research. And just, you know, do make your own decisions for yourself because everybody is different. I personally don't think anybody should be on synthetic hormones. I think a lot of people should be using condoms or using other forms of contraceptive, even like the uh, copper IUD. Okay. I personally found it really painful getting the smaller um, hormonal IUD put in. So I'm just not going to do the copper one. Um, And apparently it makes your period a bit heavier, which I don't really want. But, you know, it might work for some people because you keep it in for 10 whole years or, you know, there are so many different options you have. And that's why I'm going to have that specialist on soon. But what I'm going to do um, and judge if you want, but I'm going to be using that 
app and my taking my temperature every day to kind of track when I'm ovulating and track and just kind of be aware of like where I'm at in in the month. And women can only really um, conceive a baby within like three or four days of an entire month, right? So yeah, like that it's, number. it's a really small window. But however, sperm can live inside you for for like time as well. So there's like has to be a buffer on either side of that. Okay, so what I'm going to do is track and then, you know, throughout the month because I'm in a long-term relationship. And to be honest, I don't love condoms. Um, I'm just going to never let Ben come inside of me. And it's going to be a bit different because <laughs> TMI, but he always does it now or not anymore, but last, like ending last week. But we're just going to, you know, spice it up in the bedroom and he can do it on other places. Um so I'm going to do that because the pullout method, if it's effective, it's like 94% effective if you do it properly um, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not trying to tell everybody to do this because it's pretty irresponsible if I'm telling you to do this. I'm just saying do your research. And I think both of them combined, you know, pulling out and tracking my cycle, um, I think it could be kind of powerful. And also during those three, four days that I'm I'm able to conceive, I'll just like get Ben to go down on me or something. Like I don't need to have sex yeah. for those three days. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be honest about it because, you know, that's just what I'm going to do. So I'll, I might get some messages being like, that's so bad that you're pulling out and using a temperature stick to like for birth control, but like, fuck it. I'd rather do that. And, you know, know that I'm hormone free. So that's- no girl, like preach it and all the power to you for being so honest. And I think it's also about just like educating. I think that's really my, like, I think that's what's so important. Educating women to know that you have a choice in this. It's not, your choices are not birth control pill or IUD. Like there are other options out there. And I mean, there's a reason that the app, the natural cycles app is FDA approved. Like there have clearly been enough tests of it being successful of women taking their time. And the thing is, it's just like the birth control pill where you're like, you have to take it every day at the same time. You have to take your temperature first thing in the morning when you wake up, like ideally before you even stand up out of bed. And that app will actually um, calculate for you. It like it takes into account how long sperm can live inside you on either side of your ovulation date. Mm, yeah. Really interesting. Um and, you know, listen, before birth control was, before hormonal birth control was invented, you know, what were women doing this for women thousands did. of years, right? Like, exactly. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Take it or leave it. But to be honest, with every big decision you make in your life, you need to do the research yourself. Don't just do something because you hear it on a podcast. Um, so that's it. That's what I got to say. I'm really excited, though. Honestly, Stella, I just feel like I'm going to be reborn. Also, I feel like, getting off of synthetic hormones might just help balance everything. And I feel like I also, you know, I work so hard to reach my goal body and I'm almost there. Like I'm not hundred percent there yet, but I'm, I'm really, really motivated to like feel that, that, that feeling I would get if I was just able to run like, you know, 15 K and like be strong and healthy and like, you know, just really in a good relationship with myself and with food and everything. And I'm almost there. I'm really, really close. But I think that getting off hormonal birth control might actually like make sense to my body so much that it will actually like respond better. Like I've been working so hard the past few months and I feel like I've definitely changed, but like not as much as I feel like I should. 
And I definitely think it might have something to do with the hormones because, you know, it, I was listening to this podcast the other day and this woman was talking about birth control and she said she was like, or no, she wasn't talking about birth control. She was talking about weight loss and she was talking about everything you need to, to have weight loss or to lose weight. And obviously number one is like healthy food and eating a proper amount and like, you know, feeding your body goodness, you know, working out, blah, 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 sleep. And then she said, she was like, but a really important thing a lot of people don't realize is hormones and the gut balance, like the gut bacteria balance in your, in your digestive system. Like those two things are, first of all, they go hand in hand. Like they're really tied together. Like Stella was explaining before hormones and gut bacteria, like they are, um, you know, they, they affect each other. So if you don't have good gut bacteria and if you have imbalanced hormones, even if you're working out and eating healthy, like you might not be able to lose weight. So I think that's something else that's really interesting. So I don't know. It's so true because yeah, estrogen generally does cause our bodies to hold on to excess weight. And also like the same thing that's to be said for when you're pregnant and women hold on to more water, like your boobs how your boobs grow when you're on hormonal birth control or like the birth control pill or whatever, it's water weight. It's like your body retaining more water. So often when you go off these um, pills, people will say like they feel like they, you might not have actually lost any weight, but it's just that your body is going back to what it actually feels like and not being tricked into that it's pregnant. And then, yeah, the other side of it is exactly like, first of all, your gut bacteria has a lot to do with weight loss. And if your gut bacteria is being all thrown out of whack because of the birth control pill, there's one more reason why weight loss might not be happening as quickly as you want it to or in the proper way. And then also, yeah, the synthetic hormones circulating through your body make it hard for you to shed excess weight. So it's just like kind of a negative cycle. Yeah, 100%. So I'm excited and we'll see what happens. Um, I need to do like a liver cleanse now because... I feel like it's time. And I was just, um, I recorded a podcast with this woman um, and she's also a holistic uh, doctor in the States. Um, I've actually recorded it like a few days ago. So I don't know when this will be, but her name is Marla and she's really nice. And she is like a specialist in like talking about candida stuff and PCOS and um, skin issues. So we did a little podcast about that and she said to me I told her my whole situation and she was like before doing a candida cleanse you need to do a liver cleanse like first a liver cleanse over everything um at the beginning to kind of get you jump started because the candida cleanse won't work properly from what I from everyone that's taught me and from like from my my schooling my certification as a holistic nutritionist every naturopath doctor like everyone that I've talked to and whose who books I've read it says actually the exact opposite because here's the here's my reasoning why. The first like you, do you remember like bed mass? I don't know. Maybe that's a bad that's a bad analogy. But like when you're doing what is it? Like when you're doing math as a kid, like when you learn math and there's like an order that you have to do an equation in to make the equation work. So it's like first you do the equations in the brackets, then you do the like addition or whatever it is. So there, I, I don't remember what it is, but basically that there's just there's an order that makes sense. And the number one thing is like, especially when you're going to detox anything from your body, the number one, number one, number one thing is that your gut has to be moving and working properly because that's your, basically your number one channel of elimination. So the first 
course of action in any program that I've ever done is eliminate the bacteria. So like you have to remove parasites, candida, any other bacteria that might be in the body. Then you re-inoculate with good bacteria and you're removing like all the inflammatory foods while you're doing this. And then once your gut is working properly and your gut lining is less inflamed and you're going to the bathroom regularly and like everything there is working properly, then you can start a liver cleanse. But I would, I think it's actually pretty dangerous advice to say liver cleanse first, because when your liver starts to cleanse, all those toxins just start to circulate in your body. If you don't have a way to get them out, then that can cause like crazy, you get what's called detox reactions. You can get flu-like symptoms. You can get crazy acne breakouts. Like Meg, the holistic acne specialist you had on here, she does the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. She never throws a liver cleanse at someone before she's dealt with their gut because you get crazy breakouts. And especially when you're dealing with hormones, that's a huge risk. And you can do, I even know for myself, one time I just like put myself on a detox supplement and I turned into a crazy person. I was so hormonal because all this estrogen was like being flushed out of my liver, but it was just like staying in my body and I felt like absolute shit. So I would always, always, always go first candida diet, first get rid of the bacteria, afterwards you liver cleanse. Okay. You guys have heard it on the Maybe Be podcast. We have two holistic nutritionists with different advice, but you know what? I totally... I can see where that where that makes sense 100%. But like generally speaking, like I can just do what I'm doing now which is kind of like I'm not doing anything really detrimental to my liver. I'm just like eating a lot of veg and like being really clean and having bone broth and like you know, I feel like you can kind of do them in this at the same time. Does that make sense? Well, maybe I also yeah, I I yes, I agree. You can absolutely do them at the same time. I also think that for someone like you, like this is why it's called holistic. Like it's holistic. It's it's like different for each person. We look at your entire life. So, for you, Mimi, who it's not like you're going from a standard American diet, like of eating burgers every day and having candida overgrowth in your body, to like kicking it all out and doing a liver cleanse. You've basically been on a candida diet for months, you've been on the supplements, you've been doing all of that already. So if you wanted to add in, like, for example, that estro adapt thing I want to put you on, that's like, to me, it's like, it's time already. I think that we've done enough gut work with you that you can absolutely move on to that next step. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing doing it. it. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm so excited to get onto those, those supplements. The, what is it exactly? Like what's in this hormone balancing supplement and how much do I need to take? So guys, by the way, Stella's putting me on this um, natural supplement when I get to Toronto in like two days. And I, for some reason, couldn't find it in London, but I'm starting it right away because I've just gotten off synthetic hormones and I want to get on top of my hormones before, um, you know, just, I don't want to wait around. You know what I mean? So yeah, what, what's in this and how does it help your hormones? So what is in this? It is a basically a synergistic combination of like nutrients that are going to help your liver process out excess estrogen in your body. So the number one thing that's in there that's like very important is DIM. And DIM is um, dindal methane, 3.3 dindal methane. That's just, it's called DIM for short. And basically... 
it's a supplement that often comes from broccoli sprouts. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but like how broccoli sprouts can bind to like bad estrogens and like just all estrogen and carry out excess from your body. So it's often a supplement. When it's- I've never heard that. That's so cool. Yeah, super cool. So it's basically a supplement made for like often made from this compound in broccoli sprouts. And it's just a very powerful estrogen detoxer, basically. So that's actually the supplement dim that I went on and went insane because I hadn't worked on my gut enough yet. And all these hormones just started circulating through my body. And like, all I can explain it as is the most insane PMS I've ever felt in my life, like PMS times 500,000. And then it was funny because then I did, yeah, like I did all this gut work did all the like parasite cleanses, candida cleanses, took probiotics for basically a year and then went on a dim again. And now I'm totally fine being on it. Wow. That's so weird. Bodies are so weird. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's why like it's, that's why I know Meg says this too. It's like, it's so important to work with a, like a practitioner that knows what they're doing and not a lot of, cause like the same thing, like a blogger was like, oh, if you have excess estrogen, go on dim. And then I like fucked up my body because of it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me too. I just really hope I don't get pregnant. Oh my God. You're not going to don't even say that. Knock on wood right now. Yeah. The the likelihood of like sperm not even being inside of me and Ben doesn't even have like pre-cum. Like he doesn't (laughs) trust me. (laughs) I know. You would know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So I guess this podcast is just going to be all about birth control. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit of like our mindset at the moment. Like it's, it's going to be Christmas and it's the 13th today. So we have like, you know, 12 days. We have I'm just under two weeks. What are you guys thinking? Like, how, how are you feeling still? Because I, wait, why did I just say you guys? It's just you. I'm trying to. Okay. <laughs> Me and all my personalities. Yeah. I was thinking with the listeners. Okay. Uh, well, Stella, what are you thinking? Ah, I want to restart it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Okay, let's keep it. So, Stella, what are you thinking about Christmas and right before the holidays? How are you feeling? Um, are you anxious? Are you feeling good about it? I'm like really confident that I'm going to keep up with my healthiness when I'm in Canada with all my family during the holidays. But, like, how are you feeling? I am feeling really good. I um so number one, I have been reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I am obsessed with. Amazing. I love that book. Um and yeah, just listening to good podcasts and I'm alone a lot of the time and I feel like there was a period where I was getting really down on myself for like entrepreneurial struggles and all this stuff. And so I just really like had this moment where I was like, no, Stella, like you need to work on your mind. So I just like really got back into like the reading and like listening to all the podcasts that motivate me like yours memes. And Mm. I've just been feeling really good and I'm excited to see you over Christmas. And I think I'm actually, this is probably the first year in my entire teenage and early twenties life that I'm going into the holidays really not feeling stressed about food. And I think that it has a lot to do with starting the Rock Your Bod podcast because I think that we've talked so much about finding food freedom and just like really internalizing that like there's not really like in terms of like eating disorder recovery, like there can't really be like good and bad foods and like, yes, 
foods do different things in your body. And for different people, there might be foods that are more damaging, but like, no, like if you eat something like pizza, it's not going to make you fat one day, just like eating a salad one day isn't going to make you skinny. So I think like just having like a little bit more of like a kind and relaxed attitude towards myself about food is like, I feel like I'm going into the holidays not thinking about food, which I feel like I always would. I would go in being like, how am I going to like not eat this? Or like, what am I like eating? Like so many of these and all this stuff. And something I tell my clients a lot is like, don't go into a holiday dinner being like, I'm not going to eat any brownies. Like if your aunt makes the best brownies in the world, you're not going to go in and be like, I'm not going to eat a brownie and I'm never going to eat a brownie again. Like instead you should go in and go, okay, my aunt makes the best brownies ever. I'm going to go in and eat one brownie. And then you go in and then you like, either you eat one brownie and it's not like this food that's like this forbidden fruit that then you want to eat all of it. You actually eat one and are satisfied. Or because it's not this forbidden fruit for you, you might eat the dinner and then decide, you know what? I could have that brownie because I'm allowing myself to, but I actually don't even want it like because I feel really good right now. And I think that intention is really important in that. Yeah. And just like not being obsessed with food. I think that's the biggest thing too. I know when I'm like, in that mindset where I'm just like really obsessing over like what's next to eat. It's really just not healthy for me because it just takes over my brain. And honestly, since eating like a higher fat diet, I'm like satiated 99% of the time. And honestly, it helps me a lot with like obsessed, obsessing over, you know, what's next to eat or like, Oh, can I have this? Can I not have this? And you're right. Like if you, if you really want to have a freaking bite of something or a little plate of something, then do it. But just remember, you know, Think about how you're feeling afterwards and like maybe next time you won't want to eat that that much of it or like you might want to get the healthier option of it because it didn't make your tummy feel good or make your head kind of hurt afterwards from all the sugar or like, you know, just kind of being mindful and just not thinking about the food in the moment. It's just like thinking about, oh, like, will this make my body feel good? Like, does this help me thrive? And I think that really helps me as well. Um, you know, the second, I- Yeah. Sorry, I totally agree. And I want to say like, I, and I think that that's such an important concept to internalize, like the intuitive eating of like, you can eat whatever you want, but listen to your body's response. Like exactly. Do you feel brain foggy? Do you, does your stomach hurt? But then I guess the flip side of that, which I was talking about on my podcast the other day with Emma, which is that like, I truly believe some foods are for the body and others are for the soul. And that's not to say I eat the foods that are for the soul every single day, but yeah, over the weekend, like I don't really ever eat bagels and cream cheese, but on the weekend, my family has their Hanukkah party like brunch once a year and we all ate bagels and cream cheese. And I was like, I'm eating this knowing that I might not feel great afterwards, but it's a really beautiful thing to enjoy those foods with your family that you enjoy every year and you're not going to die. Like you're going to be fine. Yeah. I see a part of me like 100% agrees with that. And Stella, you're so good with like moderation balance. Like, you know, like it, it's okay sometimes. And you can have a little bit of that, have a little bit of this. But then another part of me is just like, like in my opinion, it's like, if I eat something shit, then it really just, it honestly, it, it affects my performance so much for not just that day, but for like, even like a day or two afterwards, like I feel it. And then I'm just really like, is this worth it? And I don't know. I, I battled between the two. Um, you know how I love Dave Asprey in one of his books and like the Bulletproof Diet book, he talks about, you know, cheat days. And then he was just like, I completely just like, I do not support them whatsoever because, you know, the effects of food can 
can, you know, show in your, in your body and your mentality and your brain fog and everything, you know, after four days of eating the food, like he, he knows that if he has something sugary, he'll feel it, um, two days later. So if he has something on Saturday, he'll feel it on the Monday. So I don't know, like, I think it really just depends, like your mindset going into it. So, you know, if I was really craving chocolate, okay. And it, it, and there were chocolate chip cookies there. I would prefer to like go find myself like some like 90% of chocolate and some nuts or something to kill that craving. But Stella, you're right. If you're at your Hanukkah brunch and every single year it's the same tradition and you feel like having it and you're okay with like feeling kind of crappy after, then hell yeah, you do that. You eat that fucking bagel. But for me, I just like battle with that sometimes because I'm I I never feel like I'm in that position of like oh it's a tradition oh and, you know I'm not, I'm not in that situation often so yeah right no and I think that like from a from a here's what I'm saying like from, you're right and what Dave Asprey is saying like from a physiological standpoint 100 agreed like I've studied that I've studied the body like I know what happens when you eat like sugar or dairy or gluten or all these things. I guess my point and what I'm trying to, and I think I'm struggling with this too, like as a holistic nutritionist to finish school and was like really intense about like not putting anything bad in my body and like always choosing the healthy alternative and like not eating the chocolate chip cookie. If there was like a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie, like I would always just like, no matter what, I would just always choose like the healthier option. And I think that what I, and again, like this just goes back to my personal experience because I'm someone that struggled with disordered eating that I realized that going to those extremes just isn't good for my mental health. And it's way better for me to figure out a way to occasionally eat something that like, okay, it's not the best for your body, but like we're breathing in smog every day. Anyway, we live in busy cities. Like you cannot be a perfect human 100% of the time. You have to like enjoy your life and live a little bit. So yeah, I'm like a holistic nutritionist, but like if my friends are ordering pizza, like I'm getting in on that, but I'm not going to eat that every day. And I think for the most part, like I fuel myself with like so many veggies and healthy fats and proteins and nuts and seeds and bone broth and kombucha and like all that good stuff. But I got to live my life just for my own mental health. (laughs) Then that's perfect. And I'm literally so on board with that. If that's the mentality behind it. Yeah. Like I just, for me, I'm like, if I don't even feel like it, I'm just having it because I can't. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it's been exhausted, this topic. I totally – I love how how you can just do that and be okay with that because obviously you had, like, eating problems in the past, you yeah. know, and it's just so amazing how, like, you've overcome that and, like, this is now your mentality, which is insane. I mean, honestly, like, it's so – it took me a long time to get there, though. Like, that's not – this is not where I've always been, but yeah, I think it's important to, and I think just generally, like, I think that, and at any point, wherever the listen, the listeners are like in their lives, like think about today, like celebrate your small wins, like celebrate how far you've come in whatever journey you've been on recently. Cause that's a big one. Yeah, totally. It's about the process. And I need to remember that I need to practice what I preach, but it's all about the process and when you get there when you're at the end goal it's like you're always going to want more and more that's we're human beings we always are you know we're goal seeking creatures so just enjoy the process and the little milestones and i think i think 2019 is going to be a good year i'm i have a feeling everyone's gonna you know i feel like a lot of people are going to reach goals in 2019 i feel that too 
good. I like that. <laughs> anyway, we're at 45 minutes. This has been such a nice chat. I'm so happy we got to do this and talk about the birth control thing. Because although I'm having that other chick on, I think you're so good to talk to about it because like of your experience really, and everything. And, oh, thank you. I'm really excited yeah. to hear what she has to say. I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, me too. I'm really like interested. She has her own podcast and I was listening to her episode on it. Uh, I'm just going to basically tell her to like regurgitate a bunch of stuff because it was so, so informational. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Informational. Is that a word? Informative. <laughs> Informative. I'm really out of it, guys. It's like 8 p.m. and it's my bedtime. Okay. We're just going to, we're going to cut it now. Okay. I'm off today. I'm not on it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I love you. Bye, memes.